0: Yo everyone, welcome back to Brand New Techish, it is Michael Bahane and this episode is a little something different. Uh, me and Abba are always kind of racking our brains thinking how can we spice things up, how can we give you guys great content. So in this episode I actually bring on a guest and I guess we're we'll calling like, it Techish and Friends for now, <laughs> we might come up with a better name. But essentially we're thinking why not bring on people who have got different expertise than us, who have done things that we haven't done, like in this episode for example i talked to timothy armu who is a young uh, brother from london sold his company which is like an influencer agency called fan bites he connected brands with influencers and he been, he's been doing this for seven eight years way before it became you know the trendy thing to do so we're going to talk about what's it like to sell your company for eight figures and he's also got a whole bunch of expertise regarding social media and what platforms are actually really going to work and how to make money as an influencer And how I met him, actually, is another whole story in of itself where I was on Twitter and I saw a tweet from Sam Parr, the founder of Hustle, which is like a really large newsletter company. I think they've got like a million subs. And Sam Parr was like, oh, we're going to do like a Zoom roundtable of media entrepreneurs. And I said, you know what? Let me apply. Let me just apply and see if I get in. Somehow I got in. I'm on this Zoom call now during the middle of the pandemic, surrounded by entrepreneurs who have sold their companies for a billion dollars. And who do I see? I see a young brother from London who, you know, sounded a bit like me. And I was like, OK, I don't know this guy. We're from the same city. And somehow we both managed to get onto this call. So from there on in, we kind of stayed in touch. And then I saw in on LinkedIn that he had sold his company and we said, yo, let's just have that convo we're thinking of a new segment on techish so yeah everyone let us know what you think um we may continue we may not If you guys hate it <laughs> do you know what i'm saying and you're like we just want you in abba but yeah full transparency let me know how you feel at techish pod hashtag techish or in the comments uh, don't leave a negative review if you don't like it please <laughs> it's only 15 20 minutes of your day yeah but cool all right enjoy it First thing first, man, how how does it feel? Mr. Exit, what's what's that life like now? (laughs) Teach me, show me, I need to learn from you.
1: Mr. Exit, you know. I've had so many names during this thing. Someone called me Mr. Eight Figures, someone called me Mr. Exit. Just so many, like, random things. Man, it feels good. So we announced the exit two weeks ago and the deal had been done probably a few weeks before, Mm. but it didn't feel particularly real until we announced it. And I think that was when like, there was a whole remit of just emotions, but it's been great. Yeah. You know, great story. We built this thing from our university, scaled a company up to like 65 people, exited for like a mid eight figure sum. It's like crazy to do that app. Twenty-seven and twenty-five is just like mental.
0: What's that feeling when you know we don't have to go to the exact amounts? I know you said it figures, but like, what's that feeling when you see that number hit in the bank account? Because obviously you've been doing this for a while. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm guessing you bootstrapped and you've been bootstrapping. Maybe you've taken money out, but it hasn't probably been the big money. Is that like a relief on the shoulders? Is it just like, oh, like it's, it's it's real? So, you know, it's crazy. So, all right. So we
1: started this in 2017 and we actually did raise some money. So over the course of the business, we raised, I think about 1.5 million. Oh, right. Um, okay. But all from angel investors, no VCs. And like that was intentional. And the reason why that was intentional. So before I started the I had experienced like a small exit, nothing major, like a six figure exit. And I thought, okay, cool. This is interesting. So I had designed this business knowing fully well that for us to get to the next stage of growth, it would make sense for us to like sell the business. And so that also influenced the way that I approached funding. I didn't go any VC route. People who may not be in the VC game, there's something called liquidation preferences mm-hmm. i don't know if you break it down heard about yeah, break it down that. For yeah so yeah so liquidation preferences is basically the idea that if i invest in your company let's say you know you come to me with an idea i then put in you know for 20 percent, i put in 2 million and that means that gives you a value of um 10 million. Mm -hmm. If I'm a VC, I can put in something called liquidation preferences, which basically says that if you sell the business, I basically have to be paid first. Yeah, I'm the boss here,
0: basically. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Or you have to sell minimum of... This amount in order for me to be able to make X amount back. And I've heard so many stories of, you know, a few of my friends who sold their business for like hundreds of millions, but because they've done series A, series B, series C, there's a specific person who I'm thinking about sold his business for 83 million and left with 400 grand. And he owned like, and and, and he owned a sizable proportion of business. But anyway, so, you know, we took angel money or, yeah, and then we grew this business, kept growing it. So here's the craziest thing, right? Only myself and my co-founders know. On the day that we told the rest of the team, it was very exciting, etc. The money still hadn't dropped, right? So what was crazy was that it dropped shortly afterwards because of the size. It was like our lawyers needed to do blah blah blah. And the craziest thing is, so my two co-founders, they are both on Lloyd's Bank, and I'm on Santander Bank. Mm -hmm. So we're just like walking around thinking, yo. When's this thing going to drop? When's this thing going to drop? And so Ambrose is like, ah, oh, like this thing's taking long, et cetera. And then he refreshes He's like, Lloyd and it's just yeah, there like, it is.
0: Voom. Yeah.
1: it's just mental right and then Mitchell also does the same and it's like Voom. and then I'm like oh yeah let me check mine <laughs> and it's still not showing anything oh lord but
0: it's still not showing yeah, and so you think they cut bro, you out your friend's your co-founder screwed you over you've been cut out <laughs> of the deal
1: <laughs> when I say bro I was looking at the thing I was like looking okay so code I'm like writing out my so code by hand to make sure it's the right thing oh my God! Um, and then I'm like checking hang on, did I send it to the right person? I'm like, what's going on? And then I checked and then it landed. And to be honest, there's a video of me on my phone where I'm just shouting. I'm just like, ah! I'm shouting, I'm shouting. And when we find out, we're next to this pub. And the people from the pub are also like, Way! and I'm just <laughs> like, Way! and like, everyone's just vibing. Everyone's just gasped. But I think it's definitely a feeling of elation. And it's a feeling of excitement as well. Because I feel like, you know, to even bring it more to like the culture, I grew up, you know, as a fair few people know, like fourth floor, council estate, Oak and Road. We don't have many successes of like people, now we have more you know, stories of people building businesses. And now we have more stories of people like raising funding for their businesses. But the story of like building and then raising money and then selling your business is like, it's not a story that's told a lot in our community, in the culture, in just like that. And what I've started to see already is this almost feels like a watershed moment where people are like oh okay like it is possible to actually you know build scale sell a business and not in some kind of like you know he exited and the business wasn't doing well like we sold it for as i mentioned like i can't say the amount but for like a very healthy eight figure amount and it's like wow you know that to me is quite exciting because i feel like when we started fan 2017 there weren't that many stories of like you know people who look like me starting businesses. And then when we started raising money, there weren't any stories of people doing that raising money. And now yeah. we've almost gone to like the final base, like, and now we've sold it. And I'm just excited to see how like I can, you know, share a playbook, I can bring people on, I can invest in people, I can do all that stuff and like bring it on to people to be like, right, cool. This is a play. This is a thing. Because we had M&A advisors, we had all that stuff. Like, we went through like a process, which I'm just like, wow. Now that I know how this process works, I can just, like, put on so many other people in terms of, like, Mm. this is how to literally design your business from the jump to ensure that you've got, you know, like, uh, great exit multiple. So, yeah, so exciting,
0: man. Build to sell.
1: You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby.
0: So one thing I want to ask you is that obviously you're relatively quite visible. You're not shy about saying, listen, I've done well for myself. My company sold. And yeah. I have had friends who are in similar positions. There's publicity around financials and all mm. kinds of stuff about valuations of companies. And then, you know, listen, coming from the kind of worlds that maybe we're coming from is that like, there's a lot of people that are facing hardship out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden it's yeah. phone call saying, boss, we need 25K for the mortgage. Help us out. This is not something that's often spoke about, but what's it like being that visible young black guy who probably might be one of the few to have success in, at that kind of scale is it a lot to carry like do people reach out to you and say yo can you drop me this or, or, or have you maintained a circle that you're protected
1: now my circle is very tight to be honest I get what you mean, but, you know, before, when I knew the exit was happening and everything, I went to some key, you know, family members and I gave them some money and, and you know, like they were crying and emotional and all that stuff. Um, I don't think that kind of thing where you know, like people will come asking me for money will happen and it hasn't happened mm. so far. And I think the reason why is, I think, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm quite visible, but I think people know me as a very like straightforward guy a very direct guy a very like yo do this and do this and do that and so it's almost like because i spent so much time building that brand of like direct get the work done no bullshit type personality i just think people be shook to do that
0: yeah, they probably know,
1: the they know it's a either. no. They, they know it's a no. So if
0: you're listening, it's a no, is it? All right. We don't care about your sub-story. It's a no, unfortunately. If um, you're
1: doing something cool to build businesses, then yeah. But if it's just like, you're dash me 10 grand to, I don't know, something, it's like, come on.
0: <laughs> Pass. I can't really do that. Yeah, really fair dues. Do you know, I'm probably thinking that there isn't many people on the world, in the world that probably know as much as you do about influencers and yeah, Gen Z yeah, and that yeah. intersection. Like, spitball, man, just tell me what's on your mind. What are the things that you're seeing? Because we haven't gone into... I'll do well, the like, intro in terms of explaining what your company does and stuff, so you don't have to go yeah, into yeah. To that. But in terms of what you're seeing out there, like, where, where where's the growth opportunities? Where are people going wrong as young influencers? Like, where's the bag? Like, yeah. what's happening? Where's the bag? Okay, cool. So I think, you
1: know, in 2017, when we started, I think I'll call that, like, influencer 1.0. So So that was when, you know, you had the, you know, even people like PewDiePie and Zoella and all these people who, you know, they were starting in their bedrooms and doing all this stuff here, right? So KSI's of the world. Mm. And then we moved to like Influencer 2.0, which was where you still had these people, but they were like the OGs. And now you had people from TOWIE and, you know, Mm -hmm. people from those areas where it's like- Yeah yeah, 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 but they built still a pretty significant audience, and then like even as part of that, we then started seeing like the YouTubers and like the new age of YouTubers. So we're talking about the Nella Roses of the world and like mm-hmm. Beta Squads of the world, chunks and Phillies of the world. So I'll call them like influencer 2.0, where like the way they made their money, they made their bag was like you know brand advertising and all that stuff. That's great. Now I think we're actually in like influencer 3.0. It's not even like micro influencers or people with the biggest audience or anything like that actually it's just like anyone can become an influencer if they have a very niche group of people if they have a niche interest and a niche Mm -hmm. following and now the monetization to me is massively changed now like right now i'm like very excited at like influencers monetizing their audience directly so right. in the uh, business you know, basically yeah i've been advising this girl so actually this example like there's a girl who is extremely good at knitting and she like randomly contacted me about oh how do we get knitting brands and i was like i don't i don't have a clue mate right mm-hmm. <laughs> like just this is what should be in a media deck etc but i check her engagement i think she's had like 60,000, followers or so and her engagement is crazy she said like some of the brand stuff she do the stuff they would sell will be like sold out so i'm like okay mm. let's build out your own thing so now we've built a course business right. where she's showing people how to knit we've also then built on-demand classes business which is also doing quite well and now she's bringing out her own range of like knitting range which is also doing well she will clear about 700 grand this year just for wow, that amazing and so from for knee, me that's i need to like, get my
0: knitting game up i need to get my knitting game up for real damn so that's our like influencer
1: 3.0 so if the first one was the zoellas and ksis and all that man then the next one is you know like the chunks the phillies the people who made the money directly from brand revenue and now we're seeing the influencer 3.0 where i think it's like you know the influencers being brands and the brands being influencers and and that for me is exciting because that i Actually means you don't need a massive audience what you need is like a really deep entrenched group of people who like love you for a specific thing and a mm. passionate audience you can build a very significant business out of and so that for me is where it gets exciting you know recently people have been saying they started like an influencer agency etc and i just go yo you are late to the game, mate. Like you yeah. are so late to the game. Because influencer marketing is now part of like the overall marketing. Mix. You know, this is the reason why Brain Labs acquired us and why we sold to Brain Labs was almost like, you know, these guys are like an eight hundred person business, like huge business. They've grown incredibly. And actually they're really good at like performance marketing and all those other things. What it didn't have was like an influencer marketing arm. And I always believed that like influencers was one part of the game and you just Mm -hmm. needed it to be part of a bigger mix. So I think if your business model is, is almost like, you know, being the in between between like brand and influencers, I think that's a dying business. If it's just by itself, the moment that it's paired up in like a bigger marketing mix, yeah, then it slaps. But overall, the thing that I'm excited about is everything that's going on with that, like influencer 3.0 community. I, I find that stuff like very interesting and I'm investing a few, um, bits in there but I find that
0: quite interesting you gotta give a shout out to the Kardashians man really and truly because yeah. their mom is, is just a business genius she showed the blueprint I mean I don't know how involved she is with in like Kylie's like lip business and skims uh, with Kim probably is, the probably is. I know she gets 10% which means she's like a top mafia boss oh but really you, yeah she gets 10% of all of their money man don't ask me how I know this but um, <laughs> you know bro, bro, bro listen, I, I started tuning in they want on Disney Plus and I was like I gotta watch this this is billionaire talk now you know the ones where the car, that shit is season one it was just like this is nonsense this is trash then I'm like this is billionaire talk I gotta listen into this uh, to, to the show so I now it's got me. It's to be a business show I can man. justify it now but yeah the um, Wait, what I was on gonna on. say sorry
1: as in are
0: you calling the Kardashians
1: a business show now? Yes, <laughs> is- I am. Yeah, straight out business show. That's how I'm justifying it. When my girl wants to watch it, I'm like, "This is
0: a business show. I can watch this too." <laughs> let me rest in it. Let me be. Let me be in it. But yeah, fascinating, man. So yeah, you broke. You broke down a lot there in terms of the influencer game. So I'm just going to ask you some rapid fire questions about different platforms, and you just got to tell me whether you're bullish or bearish on these various yeah, yeah. different like social media platforms. I'm sure you've done with, this before
1: with this rapid fire. Are you saying I just give short answer, or do you want me to explain? My-
0: my reasoning uh you can first do short answer then we can go into the explanations if I you see, got any controversial I points instagram i'm actually bearish okay okay interesting we're getting controversial we're getting spicy i like it tiktok
1: very bullish very bullish and snap what's the middle of bullish and bearish
0: <laughs> okay you're not sure in it you're not sure you wouldn't put money on it all right so obviously the controversial thing you said there was the instagram i kind of would concur but what's your thinking as someone who's kind of tapped in what you're seeing about instagram that's making you feel like you know what like i'm not sure so sure right now
1: so it depends on what avenue we're going down instagram as a business i'm very bullish instagram from like a user perspective i'm bearish so mm. i think instagram is going where facebook went which is right now yeah if you really like think about facebook like we in our generation don't really go on facebook but we use it as a utility like we use it as a place to you know like get people's birthdays or Mm -hmm. to log into certain websites when we can't be bothered to to enter in like a new email or all that stuff or we use it for their messenger function so it's almost like it's become less of a social network and more of a utility and i think that's where instagram is going which is like like you no longer go on instagram to see like like interesting content it's more like okay let me use the messaging or let mm-hmm. me just like post something and then i only come back to see like how many views has got or how many blah blah has got but it's not even like you go on it to to actually be entertained it's more like oh yeah cool here's where i like dump all my photos or here's where i show that i'm like having a good time So it's almost as if it's your scrapbook that you just like put out into the world. But for like real entertainment, like depth of entertainment, one thing that we didn't say when you asked me about the platforms, one thing we didn't talk about was YouTube. So I think they're kind of regaining back like that mindshare. So like TikTok and YouTube to me are like gaining back that mindshare. I think Instagram is like increasingly getting a bit bloated and it's increasingly becoming more of a utilities just like yeah Mm. i have a specific function for it and then i do it whereas before it was like insta was seen as like an entertainment avenue right now it's more like
0: you know it's just you gotta have editable. it but it's not necessarily it's not necessarily yeah, something yeah, that it's yeah, not yeah. it's not gonna um, waste hours of your time interesting exactly. interesting.
1: whereas like TikTok and YouTube you
0: got that so I gotta ask your opinion obviously we can't ignore the kind of economic environment that we're in you know it's looking like a bit of a crypto winter how, how heavily involved <laughs> were you with crypto did you lose you know bare money like KSI did apparently KSI lost 2 million on Luna what's your thoughts man How were you hurt by this or were you just a bystander or like what's your no, understanding no. Of what's going
1: i, I Involved in in crypto, yeah. So I got hurt a small bit on Luna, but um, oh, you had
0: Luna for real? Wow! <laughs> but 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 but
1: like, here's a crazy thing, and I swear, I even said this to a few friends. I was like, this feels like it was meant for a story. So I'd put in like ten grand into Luna a while ago, and I was like, you know, this thing was going up, then it'll go down. I'd be like, yeah, whatever, because I did have a good sense of you know. If this thing really does succeed as an algorithmic stablecoin, um, UST, then I go, well, actually, I can see how this makes sense. And also, I knew the greed from people. If they see that they can get 20% on a particular you know, token through Anchor, they would just keep going and going in. So this was more a bet on people's greed. And then, literally, the day before, like, this is no word of a lie. Like, it's so crazy. The day before this was after we'd exited, et cetera. So I was like, you know, let me just like put all my crypto, like, let me bring it all together. Cause I had, you know, I had some stuff in MetaMask, I had some stuff in this, I had some, uh, and my play was to make a massive purchase of ETH. Um, and so I checked my MetaMask and I saw that my Luna had gone down to like 8,300 or something. And like, that for me is fine. Cause I'm like, yeah, like this shit goes up and it goes down mm-hmm. whatever. But for some reason, Bro, for some bizarre reason, I was like, oh, you know what? This Luna thing's a wrap. Whatever. Let me just turn it into USDC. Okay, cool. So I go, on my I, right, MetaMask swap. Cool. And then the next day, I go on Twitter and I see this thing has just whoop. So wow. that 10 grand could have been two pounds, bro. Wow. Lord have mercy. <laughs> and I avoided that. And I avoided that so, so crazily. But overall on the crypto, I mean, look, like we've been in this game for a while. I know how the game worked in 2017. I know how it worked in 2013. Um, that's just the game, is it? From when people were selling JPEGs for... Mm. Five million and two million outside. Come on. This is obviously mad euphoria. And the thing is, like, people can just understand this from like any market cycle. This could just be predicted. Like, it's so obvious, but people wanted to squeeze every bit of juice. So I'm not too bothered. I was taken. Profit from, I bought like, you know, Bitcoin and ETH like ages ago, like ages, ages, ages ago. So I was just like taking profits along the way, putting it into all the other stuff. So not too bothered. What I am not, not like sad about, but like disappointed is the people who, for example, I don't know, like bought Bitcoin at like 50K because yeah. everyone said like in this one is going to get to like a hundred grand and you know, yeah. all these people. That's the ones where I'm like, you know, some better financial management would have been better, bro. But, you know.
0: It's very hard as well when you see people people around you get rich. People just get greedy and they lose all sense and they just buy, buy, buy. All sense,
1: bro. Some of the stuff I was seeing was just like, really? This is what you're really doing? Like, remember when Clubhouse was the thing and it was like, Mm. we are having Clubhouse conversations about which things to buy. And I remember randomly just going on Clubhouse and I saw 21 Savage talking about what coins he's buying. I said, this is wow. ridiculous. You, you know, know what? I s- I s- people listen to 21 Savage. <laughs> I like, took my picture. I saw- like,
0: I saw this amazing TikTok video. Somebody looked into like Logan Paul's NFT wallets mm. and, tr- and his, his uh, sales history. And basically like you could just correlate. He would tweet something yeah. about a certain token or, or a project then, or whatever, yeah, yeah. dump it within like a day yeah, or two. Yeah, yeah, and he'd done yeah, it like four or five times. And I swear to you, we're going to look back and just be like, yo, this was absolute, I'm not going to, I'm not going to accuse him of it, but like, this is borderline's Something kind of criminal in terms of like there are there's regulations around this type of stuff when it comes to like stocks, but because we're in such a wild west territory with crypto, mm. it's just everyone's just getting away with it. I know Floyd as well has done a whole heap of madness yeah, a couple yeah, of times yeah, with yeah. certain tokens and Ethereum Max and everything, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, just gonna tell the, the the listeners, man, just be careful like that with your money and the, yeah, don't try this at home. But yeah, cool. We'll leave it at that, bro.